הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבראינו, לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש ומה שבארץ המה. ובפחת רבנו הקדוש צדיק יסודו למה נחמן ומקור חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגה. נא נח נחמן ונחמן מאומן זכו אותם תגיד לנו חוסל אמן. אוקיי, so בעזרת השם זה יהיה הראשון תורה, תורה כ"ג, which is going to start speaking about the stories of the sages of Athens. By the way, this is an encounter between Rabbi Yoshu Aben Hanania and who um, goes from Babel to, to, to meet the sages of Athens. And there's these riddles that happen between them, the exchanging of wisdom, in essence, a deal that happens between them. Look in the Gemara Bechot over there to see more into it. But um, let's hop right into it. You're going to see here this, this interaction that happens here. And it's going to be very vague, almost like the story of Rabbi Barachana. But... Um, Let's see what this, um, let's see what's really going on here. Rabbeinu is going to explain for us and, and do all the work for us. So, Leshon Rabbeinu Zichon Racha, this is directly from the language, Manuscript of Rabbeinu, Saveh Develatuna, the sages of Athens. So the sages of Athens, Athens ask Rabbi Yoshua, Amar Lehu, Tell us something false. Look at Rashi over there. An untruth. Tell us something that's not true. He said to them, We had a mule. What's Kanaita? Look at Rashi over there. It's a hini. An offspring of a male horse and a female donkey. Um, it's basically the reciprocal of a mule, basically. A mule comes from a female horse and a male donkey. This is the offspring of a male horse and a female donkey. It's called a hini. So, we had a mule, and it gave birth, or this sort of mule, and it gave birth, and on the note of this mule, um, and then on this mule was hanging a note on its neck. So on this henny, basically, um, that gave birth, there was a note hanging on its neck, and written on the note, said like this, on the note was written, your father's estate owes me 100,000 zoos. So, Amarulo, they said to him, they responded back to Rabbi Yoshua, the sages of Athens respond, Does a mule, a mule give birth? Amarulo, so he responded back to them, That's the, the falsehood within my statement. Good. Second riddle. Salt, when it spoils, how do you preserve it? So, um, they ask him a question now. And he responds, how does, So basically, they ask him, Salt, when it spoils, how do you preserve it? He responds back with the placenta of a mule. With the placenta of a hini. So they respond back to his response. They ask him back to his response. Does a mule have placenta? Does a hini have placenta? O milcha misaria. And he responded back. Does salt spoil? He responded to their question with another question. Meaning that he told them that the falsehood within their statement was this idea that salt cannot spoil. So, that's the Gemara. Mile dihdive. So let's, see, let's go back to the Rashi over there. Tala Pitka, a note was hanging on its neck of, its, of the mule. Shtar betzavarosh al-abalad. Oh, on uh, the hini. Meaning the shtar, the, the document was hanging on the neck of the offspring, not the hini itself, but the, the, 
the hini which gave birth to the thing it gave birth to, that's what it's called. Um, um, that's what the note was hanging on the newborn, basically. When it says, when Rabbi Yoshua tells the, the sage of Athens, that's the falsehood. Elohem divrei chazab. What it means, these are the words of false. These are the words that are false. Siluta, when it says siluta, placenta, shilia, and afterbirth. Okay. This is the Gemara. Rabbeinu brings down a pasuk. Tivita tzedek etotera ve'emunah me'od. It says in Tehilim. You commanded the justice of your testimonies. Tivita, you, you've commanded tzedek etotera, the justice or the righteousness of etotera, your testimonies. Ve'emunah me'od and your mighty faithfulness. And your strong faithfulness. Or the emunah me'od and mighty faithfulness. Okay. Now let's hop into the lesson. Ki panim diklusha. For there's a countenance of holiness. Shem an Which are the shining faces. So the countenance of holiness represents the shining faces. Be'chinat chayim which represents life. says In the light of the living king's countenance. So we see here we have this aspect of or light. Which is Anpinorin, the shining face. Pene, we have the face, so Anpinorin, or Pene, we have the light, the shining faces. Melechayim, the, the, the living, the living king, which is this aspect of, uh, Chayim, as we talked about. So we have here all this aspect of all that goes into one category is Panim Gushad, there's the countenance of holiness, which represents the shining faces, life, as we see in this verse. Be or Pene Melechayim, in the light of the living king's face, countenance. This represents simcha, joy. It says, The fullness of joys in your countenance. So we see here that within the aspect of Panim Gusha, the holy countenance, holy face, which represents Anpinaurin, the shining faces, Chayim, life, simcha, joy, you have this aspect of joy. Because in the verse you see here, you see here, Sobas Machot et Panecha. Where's simcha? The fullness of simcha exists within Panecha, your face, Hashem. Meaning within the aspect of Hashem's face, which is Panim Dikdusha, the holy countenance, you have this aspect of Simcha, Chayim, and Pionorin. And it says in Bereshit, in the Sefer Bereshit, the spirit of Yaakov became enlivened. It came to life. This represents Simcha. Meaning that, as we know, that whenever Yaakov found out that Yosef was still alive, his Ruach came back to him. And why? Because he was mourning. He was in depression. He was in sadness because of his son for 22 years. But now that he found out that Yosef was alive, he was able to get back that Ruach. Why? Because he was besimcha again. And there's the face or the countenance of the evil side. Shem and Pincha which represents the darkened faces. Marash Chora, this represents depression. Avodat Alinim, this is idol worship. Kemosh Katuv, Lo Yelecha Elohim Achirim Al Panai. You shall not have other gods, Al Panai, before my countenance. Meaning, there's the Panim, there's the Panai, which represents the Panim of the Yetzerara, not the Panim of Kdusha. Because we saw Pene Melechayim, we saw the face of the King of Life. But here you have the Al Panai. Which represents the Elohim Acherim, meaning there's the Panim of the Yetzirah, the Sitzirah. And those men that fall into the desire, the lust of money, Ta'avad Mamon. Let's see what Rabbeinu means by this. They don't believe 
They don't have the emuna that Hakadosh Baruch Hu can bring them a parnasa, a livelihood, to 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 him in an easy way. They believe that they have to work so hard for their money. And they run after their parnasa with tremendous toiling. And they eat their bread, their panasa, with depression, sadness. The curse that Hashem gave Adam to eat in sadness. And what is atfut? You shall eat in sadness. Atfut, sorrow, depression, this is melancholy. Depression, gloom. Rabbanu explains those people who are who are fallen to this aspect of marashchora, atzvut, etc. These are the people who are tied to the face, the countenance of the sitracha, the evil side. Elohim acherim. This is other gods, meaning avodazara. Choshech. This is darkness. Berchinat mita. This represents death. It says He sat me in darkness. And upon them, those people, those people who fall into Tavat Mamon, who fall into the Panim of the Sitra Acha, who fall into death, who fall into Avodah Zarah, who fall into this aspect of Atvut, it's said about them, Uzhavam Nadiva, and their God is as something in Uzhavam. And their, my bad, Uzhavam and their gold, Lenida, is as something impure, um, as a Nida. This represents avodat elinim, meaning what's their gold? Their gold. Or this verse, my bad. This verse represents this this idea, the the gold of the of the avodat zara that they use. This represents avodat elinim, idol worship. As the Gemara on Shabbat says, How do we know that avodat elinim, idol worship, makes someone impure like a nida does? Like a woman who's in her menstrual flow does. It says, And the gold binding of your molten images, basically. The gold of your Avodazara. Or as monstrous thing. Or you'll cast away. Sorry, let me re- re- repeat the verse. You'll throw them away. You'll cast away. What are you casting away? All those those gold images of the Avodah came out as a monstrous thing. What are we referencing here? So here Rabbanu is explaining Uzhavam Nida. Their gold is as something impure as a Nida. Meaning, what's their gold? It's referencing the gold that one uses for Avodah But Uzhavam, look at the language there. The gold, meaning a person who who runs after gold and money and all this Tavat Mamon. All these wealth and these luxuries is a person who's become impure, like Anida does, meaning he's tied completely to Avodat Alilim. It's as if he's worshipping Avodat Alilim. A person who runs after his money is as if, or a person who falls and worships this aspect of money falls into this Ta'avat Mamor. It's as if he does Avodat Alilim. We're going to see how Rabenu goes far with this. Look at this. But those people who do business with emunah, they are completely attached to the light of the holy countenance. Because there's no emunah without the aspect of emet, meaning for emunah to exist, you have to have emet within it. Emunah 
Meaning what's tzedek? Tzedek is emunah. Hainu tzedek, haimunah. Tzedek is faith. As it concludes over there in the Zohar, emunah kiyat kad. Emunah is called tzedek. Or tzedek is called emunah. Itchabar ba'emet. Only when it is attached to truth. Emet. Meaning, when is tzedek emunah? Whenever tzedek has within it this aspect of emet. So we see that emunah has to have emet within it. Nimza, we find sheikar emunah le de emet. We find that the essence of emunah is through emet. Emet hu orpanim. What's emet? Truth. It's the light of the countenance. Kaidu, as is known. Um, as is known. Look in the cabinet of the Arizal on the 13 Midot and look also at the Zohar. Chumash Gimel, Kaf Ayn Dalet, and Kaf Ayn He. Um, look over there. But Rabbeinu brings up a suk. This is what the Chamim say in the Gemara Shabbat. He graced the face of the city. One says, What did it mean he graced the face of the city? So one opinion says, What did it mean he graced the face of the city? He struck a coin for them. That's one. He established a coin for them. And the other one says, He established bathhouses for the city. So what does that mean? Let's see what Rabbanu says. These are one and the same opinion. They don't disagree. Because Yaakov represents Emet, give Emet to Yaakov, meaning Yaakov has Emet, and he represents the light of the face. And immediately when he comes, because what did we say? Emet represents the light of the face, and if Yaakov represents Emet, then Yaakov is the light of the countenance. So immediately when Yaakov comes, Emuna is repaired. Because why? Once you have Emet, then you can repair Emuna. And this is what it says, tiken. He established a coin for them. What did that mean? What is tiken? He repaired, he rectified ta'avat mamon. What's ma'bea coin? Meaning ta'avat mamon, the, the desire for money, coins. Or ta'avat mamon. And when one repairs ta'avat mamon, the desire for money, one repairs the blemishing of idol worship, the blemish of idol worship. Because what did we say earlier? That gold is like when one serves gold and one runs after his gold as if he's worshipping idols. We talked about earlier that their gold, the gold of the Abu Dhabi makes a person impure like Nida, etc., etc. Meaning, and we know that the Abu Dhabi are also impure like a Nida. So we see here this awesome idea. Vezen, this is what it says, the second opinion. He established for them bathhouses. The daughter Paro went down to wash herself. This is whenever Bat Paro went down to wash herself and she found Moshe in the in the in the Nile in the in the river over there in the marshland. What is um so what was the daughter Paro Batia going to do? To wash herself off from the idolatry of the house of her father. What did that mean? She was going to convert. And this is what it says, and he graced the face of the city, specifically the face, the countenance. This represents the countenance of the Yetzirah, which is what? What's the countenance of the Yetzirah? The Sitracha, the evil forces? This is the coin. This is Ta'avat Mamon. 
Because all of idolatry is based within mamon. Within the aspect of money. For this reason, mamon imotiot gimatriakam. And it's for this reason that the word mamon, money, which is the numerical value of 140, has the same numerical value. By the way, mamon has the numerical value of 136 plus the four letters, which is 140. So that's the same numerical value. 140 is the same numerical value as kuf mem, kam. What is kam? 140 voices that the shechina screams. The Shekhinah screams 70 times. Heavy is my head. And it screams 70 times. Heavy is my arm. 70 each, that's 140. That the Shekhinah screams these two screams. 70 times. 70 times, that's 140. Why? It's the Shekhinah screaming, Rabbeinu says. Over those who fall, those who fall into Tavat Mamon, the lust of money, the Shechina is screaming those 140 voices. Shehem Avodat Elilim, which is this aspect of idol worship, he says this is the idol worship that encompasses all the idol worshiping of all the 70 nations. So if you look over in Kitulu Likute Moran, Rabbi Nathan explains over there. That one who, who falls into Tavat Mamon, it's as if he does Avodah Zarah of all the... He, it's, not, it, it's not as if he does one Avodah Zarah. It's, it's as if he does Avodah Zarah of each and every of the 70 nations. It's as if he does 70 Avodah Zarah. And, and therefore, these are the 140 voices, which is 2 times 70. Because the Shechina calls out a double call. It's not just one call. It's a double call. That's the first call. Heavy is my head. Heavy is my arms. Or, yeah, heavy is my arms. Um, these are the two calls. 70 times 2 is 140. These are the double, the double calls. The double voices. Meaning two times the 70 voices. That the Shechina screams out about one who falls into Tavat Mamon. Which is the Avod Zarah that encompasses all the Avod Zarot of all the 70 nations. Meaning Ainumot, the 70 nations. It's obviously um, very connected to the 70 voices that we're talking about here. So Tavat Mamon is the Avod Zarah that encompasses all the Avod Zarot. Avodah Zarot of the 70 nations. It's the all-encompassing Taba. This is what the Chachamim say in Psachim. Difficult it is to earn one's Parnassah as it is difficult. Kiflaim, twice as difficult it is to earn a Parnassah as it is to give childbirth. So to earn Parnassah is twice as difficult as childbirth. So what does that mean? going to explain the sword of what this means. The Yoledet, the one who is giving birth, it's brought in the Zohar, that before the woman gives birth, she screams out 70 screams before she gives birth. But here there's 140, which is 2 times 70. This is what it says in Avot. Do not be a Rasha before yourself. 
You shall not be a rasha before yourself. Bifne, what does that mean? Bifne before. Specifically uses the language bifne, meaning the panim of the sitracha. This is representing the face, the countenance of the sitracha. That comes because of tavat namon. That you don't believe that Hakadosh Baruch is the one giving you your livelihood and your panasah. And this person thinks it's my strength and the strength of my hand that did for me this prosperity. And this is what it says, Vezeh, meaning, Rasha Bifne Atzmecha, do not be a Rasha before yourself, meaning before we know, Bifne Panim De Sitracha, this is Tavat Namon. Atzmecha, Neshon Otsem Yadi, meaning, do not fall into the Pam, do not fall into the Panim De Sitracha through this aspect of Atzmecha, meaning Otsem Yadi, don't think that it's the power of your hand that is causing this Panasa. And this is what Rabbi is explaining is Tavat Namon, when a person believes that he is the one in charge of his Panasa. When really, it's Hashem Itbach who determines every single penny a person makes. But through the rectification of the Holy Covenant, one is saved from the face of the countenance of the, the Sitracha, the evil side, to the blood of the circumcision, which is Tikkun Abuid. One repairs the blood of the Nida. Ta'avat Mamon. What is Dam Nida? The Ta'avat Mamon that we talked about. The desire for money. It says, Also in the blood of your Brit, of your Brit, your circumcision. Meaning through the Brit, That's the end of the verse. I have freed your prisoners from the pit. Meaning through the Brit, one is freed from the prisoner of the pit. What's the So let's see what this means. Bor. That hole, what's the pit? That hole, this is the spleen. This is depression. You know, the spleen represents this act. The spleen is the part of the body that represents depression. Um, look in the Zohar Pinchas. Um, my bad, not the Zohar Pinchas. Sorry. Look in the Zohar. Chumash Aleph, Kuf Tzadik, Dalit, Amud Bet. And Tikkun Zohar, Tikkun Chaf Aleph. Daf Nun Tet, Amud Aleph. Look over there of um, this idea that the spleen represents marashchora, depression. And what's depression we talked about? You shall eat in sadness. Because brit represents melach. The brit, the covenant represents salt. And what does the salt do? Salt brings out the sweetness of a, of a food. It sweetens the bitterness of something. What does it mean? It sweetens the bitterness and the depression or the sadness of having to go earn one's, one, having to go earn a panasa. not for the salt, the world will not be able to endure the bitterness of the world. We will not be able to endure the bitterness of the world if not for the salt. Meaning, milcha is what keeps something from being too bitter. So what's melach? Melach is the brit, the brit melach. It's the salt of covenant forever, which sweetens, sweetens what's depression? What's depression or sadness? What's the sadness or the bitterness? The bitterness of earning panasa. So Rabban was explaining that the Brit Kodesh, which repairs Damnida, which repairs Avodat Adilim, which repairs Ta'avat Mamon. So it's the Brit that repairs a person from having to go earn his panasa and bitterness. So when a person saves himself and he repairs the covenant whenever he's Kodesh with the Brit, he said from the Panim al Sitra which is what? Tavat Mamon. 
So if not for the salt, we are not able to endure the bitterness of the world. As it says in Bamidbar, Brit Melach Olamhu, the salt, the covenant of salt is forever. And this is what it says in Do not leave out the salt of the covenant of Hashem. Elokecha meaning what's The salt of the covenant of Hashem, your God. Why did it say Elokecha, your God specifically? Because through this Melach, this Brit Melach, through this covenant of salt, one is tied to Elokut, to godliness. And he separates himself from idol worship. This is why it says. The, the salt of the covenant of Hashem, your God. Of Elokech, of your God. Meaning why? The covenant belongs to Hashem. This idea that whenever you have the covenant, you're tied to Hashem. And you prevent yourself from being tied to the panim of the sitra. From my flesh, I will behold unto God. Meaning what's my flesh? The Brit, Kodesh. Through the Brit, one is able to hold onto Hashem. Because through rectifying the Brit, one illuminates unto himself the light of the face of the living king. Meaning, one who is able to believe that Hashem is able to provide for him without having to work so difficult. Without having to work so hard. This is what it says in Ketuvot Melach mamon With salt, money is lessened. Meaning what? Through salt, by him, the tava for money becomes lessened. Meaning, when you have salt, which is the breed, then the tava for money becomes nothing for you. It becomes less for you. You begin to lessen and to nullify the tava of mamon. Section 3. He shall drive out mipanecha from amongst your, your, from mipanecha from your midst, oyev, your, your, the enemy. Mipanecha diktusha, from the, from your, from your holy countenance. What's mipanecha? Mipanecha dikdusha from your holy countenance. Meaning what? And what's the end of the verse? Bayomer Hashmed. And proclaim Hashmed, destroy. What does that mean? Leshon Shmad. It's an expression of Shmad, destroy. Destruction. Leshon Avodazara. What's Shmad? It's a language, an expression of Avodazara. What's Avodazara? Tavat Mamon, we said. Kichol Yisrael Nikraim Tzadikim. Al-Hashem Abrit. Because all of Am Yisrael is called Tzadikim for the fact that they have the Brit. They have the circumcision. The covenant. And because of this, whenever you drive away from the midst of the face of holiness, the Oyev, the enemy, which is what? He makes fall the enemies that are tied to the face of the meaning what? Destruction. What do we find? Every single Tzadik. When Baruch wants to to drive out the enemies of the tzaddik, meaning if a tzaddik has enemies, reshaim that are constantly making, nullifying, that are constantly trying to embarrass the tzaddik or make the tzaddik fall, etc. What does Hashem do? He makes the enemies of the tzaddik who mapilet ha'oyeh betavat namon. He makes the enemies of the tzaddik fall into tavat namon. Ki tzaddik ubrite olam. Because the tzaddik represents the covenant of the world and it's brought in tikune zohar, tikune memchet. And this enemy of the tzaddik, who argues against the tzaddik, he doesn't have the salt to sweeten the bitterness because the tzaddik is the asset of salt. He's the brit olam. He's the covenant of the world. And what's covenant? Brit melach, covenant of salt. So if the tzaddik is the salt and he's the covenant, then the enemy who's arguing against the salt cannot have it. Obviously, the tzaddik won't give it to him. Because it's melach. Through salt, money is lacking. Meaning what? Because 
because the essential tava mamon, which is lessened, can only be ha can only meaning tavat mamon can only be lessened through what through brit through the covenant, which is what the melach, which is the salt. But who is the salt? It's tzaddik. He's the brit olam. He's the covenant of the world. So when one is against a tzaddik, when one is entitled to the tzaddik, then he certainly doesn't have this tikkun abrit, and he doesn't have this tikkun of tavat mamon. He cannot repair tavat mamon. He endures the bitterness of the panasa. But one who's attached to tzaddik is able to, to see the simcha from within the panasa, had masam, matan de'emunah, etc., etc. And Rabbi Nathan explained in Kitur Lekutam Moran, what's this idea of not falling to tavat mamon, being happy with your portion? And it says, Who's the one who's wealthy? One who's happy with what he has. And how do you have happiness with what you have? Through this aspect of melach, through tikkun abrit, which one comes through the tzaddik. One gets through the tzaddik. So we have to be careful not to, to vilify and to disgrace the name of the tzaddikim, the true tzaddikim, and specifically the true tzaddik, who's a brit melach olam, the true tzaddik who's in the aspect of the brit olam, the covenant of the world. This is why Zevulun, who is beloved to Yisachar, it says about him, Zevulun, happy Zevulun, when you go out. Meaning Zebulun was the one who did do business in order to provide for Yisachar who would study Torah. What did it say? Semach. Semach Zebulun Betzetecha. Happy Zebulun. Happy Zebulun in his going out. Semach happy. Hefer B'Itzavon. This is the opposite of depression. Sova Smachot Penecha. This is what it says in the verse that we saw about earlier. Sova Smachot Penecha. The fullness of joys is et Panecha. is within your Panecha, your countenance. Meaning what? Which countenance? The holy countenance. Whenever a person has Masao Matan Maimuna, whenever he's attached to this face of holiness, when he has the Brit, whenever he doesn't fall into Tavak Mamon, God forbid. And this is what, when Rachav answered, or no, my bad, when Rachav asked for a sign of life, when Rachav asked for a sign of life, <coughs> And look in the Zohar Vayachi, Dav Resh Mem Aleph Amud Bet, over there, it speaks about this idea. When Rachav asked for a sign of life, it says in Yahushua, that you'll keep my, alive my mother and my father, etc. Amrash, he said, and give me a true sign. Why did she ask for a true sign? Because Rabben, what we understand from Rabben, what he just said, because what's Emet? Emet is the aspect of Chaim life that we talked about earlier. That Emunah, it's Masao Matan Be'emunah, one who conducts his Emunah with faith, his, faith with, uh, his business with faith. And what's faith? Faith can only exist with Emet. So we see here that Emet is Chaim. Emet is light. It's the holy countenance. And they said to her, Ban for yourself a crimson... Um, a strand of a crimson thread. Make for yourself a strand of a, a crimson thread. Tigva zebchinat emuna. What's tigva? A strand. Tigva zebchinat emuna. Hope is the aspect of emuna. Meaning tigva, tigva. A strand comes with the word tigva. Hope. And what's hope? It's emuna. It says in Yirmiyah, There is hope for your end. Meaning you have hope for what your end will be. What's faith? Faith is the end of days. As it's brought down in the Zohar, and in 
Vayetchanan Daf Resh Ayn Amud Aleph. Look over there. This idea that Emuna represents Acharit Ayimim, the end of days. Ki Aleha Omdim Konamidot, because upon the end of days, all the traits are based upon it. Hamidot, Kemosh Amru, as it says, Bar Chabakuk Vemidan Alachat Vechule. Bar Chabakuk came Chabakuk, and he based all of the principles. He based all the aspects of the Torah on one principle. What is it? Tzadik be'emunato yichyeh. As we know, the tzadik shall live by his faith. Meaning this aspect of emunah is, all of it is encompassed within emunah. It's acharaitayimim. It's the end of days. Meaning all the traits are based upon this one. It's all based on emunah. Ve'chut hashani. So we said tikva represents emunah. The crimson, th- the strand is refer- representing emunah. Ve'chut hashani, the crimson thread. This is the shining of the orapanim, the countenance of the face, the ca- the light of the countenance of Hashem. And she called his name Zarach. So with the, so this is with Yehudan Tamar. That she calls her son Zarach. That Tamar calls her son Zarach. Whenever the crimson thread was on his hand. Um, she called his name Zarach and um, look over there there's a crimson thread over there in the verse and um, so there's the aspect of a crimson thread and this crimson thread creates this inyan of Zericha Zericha being the shining as we see in this this, um, this naming of the child of Yehudan Tamar this crimson thread was present and then um, they had a child in which Tamar called her, called him Zarach, shining. What's Zarach? Zerichat Orapanim. This is the shining of the countenance of Hashem. The light of the countenance of Hashem. Because darkness covers over the earth. It says in the verse, For darkness will cover the earth. And upon you, Hashem. Hashem will shine. What did that mean? In practicality, according to the lesson we just learned, because Choshech represents depression, this one and one worries, and he runs after, he desires. It's the lust of money, basically. This is it's a pain that's double that of childbirth. It's the dark face that we talked about. This is Why childbirth? Because we said childbirth is whenever the woman screams 70 screams before she gives birth. And what did we say? It's double childbirth because it's the kamkalin, the 140 voices, the, pers- the Shekhinah screams over one who's falling into Ta'avat Mamon. So we see here that 140 of Ta'avat Mamon is double that of the woman which screams uh, 70 before she gives birth. So we see here, this is why it's double that of childbirth that Rabbeinu awesomely proves and brings down. So we see here that the darkness will cover the earth. This is representing Ta'avat Mamon, the Ta'avat for Parnasa, etc., etc. But upon you, Hashem shines. This is the faith in Hashem. Faith in a God. The light of God's countenance. This is what it says. He graced the face of the city. What does that mean? Tikkun amadbeah, the rectification amadbeah, the coin, which is what? Tikkun ta'avat mamon, repairing ta'avat mamon, the desire for money. But you know that says, Samach zevurun, happy zevurun. Meaning, he's happy with his portion. It's a happy, it's masa matan be'amunah, one who conducts business with faith. Vezen, this is what it says, Bechinat, 
This is the aspect of what it says in Barachot, Matzah o Motzeh. Find or found. So when a man finds, when a man, when a, sorry, when a man finds his wife, they ask him, Matzah o Motzeh. Found or find? What does that mean? Because Parnasa represents the woman. It's the aspect of the woman. One who interferes with the parnasa of his friend, and he goes into the same business as his friend, it's as if he literally went with his wife. So we see here that parnasa is the aspect of wife, and parnasa which is earned with sadness. Parnasa, which is earned with sadness, is in the aspect of the verse of what it says, ani, I find, wife is more bitter than death. That the wife, the woman, is more bitter than death. Meaning this parnasa, this woman, which is earned with sadness, meaning this woman, which is a representation of the parnasa that we're talking about here, the earned with depression, is more bitter than death. It's more bitter than mavet, than death. It's worse than, worse than death. And this is the aspect of what it said, Matza o Motze, find or found. So we have this aspect of Motze here, find. This represents the bitterness of the world. That one must sweeten through Melach salt. It's brought on the Zohar. If not for salt, the world cannot endure, the, the people cannot endure the bitterness of the world, etc. Or the world cannot endure the bitterness. Therefore, the opposite is true. With holy panasa, it said, Matza Isha Matzatov. It's not Motse. Motse Anima Melvetia There's the two aspects. As we said earlier, when a man finds his wife, when a man finds his wife, they ask him two things. Matza or Motse, right? Is, is it Motse or Matza? Meaning, what's the wife? When a, man when a man finds his wife, wife is represent representation of panasa. So you can either earn your panasa in two different ways. You can either earn it in motse, which is the aspect of motse ani mar meaning your panasa is earned with tremendous bitterness. You don't have the, the salt to, to, to sweeten the bitterness of the panasa. Or you have this aspect of mata, which is what? Mata isha matatov. You found a woman, you found good. This is when a woman when a man finds his wife in holiness, meaning what? He earns his panasa biktusha be'emuna. Tov, meaning what's tov good? Bechinat tzaddik. This represents tzaddik. Bechinat berit menach, meaning the tzaddik is tov. As it says about Moshe Rabbeinu, meaning Moshe Rabbeinu, when he was born, it says um, about him that he was born, that whenever they saw Moshe Rabbeinu, that they saw, that they saw he was good. That he was born circumcised, we're going to see later. But we continue with this. That tov, Matza Isha, you found a woman, meaning good parnasa, Matzatov, you found good. What's Tov? Bechinat Tzadik. This represents the aspect of Tzadik. Bechinat Berit Melach. The Tzadik is the covenant of salt. He sweetens the bitterness. The desire, the lust, and the depression of money, of earning a living. This is Tzadik who's sweetening this. And this Parnasa, this good Parnasa, which is the aspect of Happy Zivulun and you're going out. This represents Masa Isha Matzatov. You found a woman, you found good. The end Tov El Tzadik. And it said in Gemara Yoma, Tov is a reference to Tzadik. And Berit, meaning what's the Tzadik? The Berit. The covenant. It says, Say the Tzadik is good. Declare that the tzaddik kitov that he's good. And she saw that he was good. This is referring to Moshe Amenu. 
when he was born, Shenolad Mahul. What did the Midrash say? That he was born circumcised. Why was he good? Because he was born circumcised already. His Brit was Kodesh. We saw Moshe was already, he already had Tikkun Abrit. And what's Tov? Tov is a reference to the light. And God saw that the light was good. Kitov. Etc. And this is what it says. And upon you, Hashem shall shine. This is the crimson thread that we're talking about. Whenever a person earns his parnasah, then he has this aspect that Hashem shines upon you. The light of Hashem's face is shining upon this person. We merit such tikkunim, such rectifications through tikkun abuit, attaching ourselves to the tzaddik, to merit a holy parnasah, a parnasah bigdusha that we're happy with our portion. Amen.